lots of announcements today, but um, uh, we had to speak these, uh, these little things. So today, I, I, I don't have a long message. I hope it's not long, uh, because I, I, I really want to flow in what I believe it's a message from the heart of God for all of you, all of you also watching and listening to our podcast. So every week you can get the audio for the messages uh, in our, on our website, passioncenter.org. You get the links there. And, and then on your phone, you can just subscribe and downloads automatically. So around Tuesday, Wednesday, you'll get uh, fresh messages. And um, it's becoming popular, our podcast. So we're going to uh, invest in that area of, uh, of media because uh, uh, we had it for a while and people stopped listening. Now they're listening again. So, uh, so we want to make sure we make uh, these messages available. All right. So today uh, I debated with the grammar of, uh, of the title of the message. But if it's not perfect grammar, I'm so sorry. It's, it's okay. Some people say, oh, it's not. You shouldn't say that. But Okay, that's the message. That's the title I gave. Hear from God more clearly. I could have put a comma and then it will be uh, better. But hear from God more clearly. So I'll, I'd like to just uh, expand on this because uh, listening to God, it's just like uh, listening to uh, anyone. It's like listening to anyone. And... Uh, I, I was doing, uh, I did this message for the first Sunday of January, and then I lost my voice, and uh, it was good because I changed the message a little bit, and they trimmed it, and uh, I got in my mind a man of God that I met uh, about 15, 16 years ago, a uh, pastor, his name is Lauren Covarrubias. And he's not known in our region. He's not very well known uh, across the U.S., but uh, he has probably the largest church in Detroit, Michigan. It's a huge ministry, um, like one of those mega, American mega churches. And um, he has a, an Hispanic name. He doesn't speak Spanish at all. Uh, but he, he, he was an inspiration to me, not just to me, but uh, at one point I... I remember I mentioned him to Pastor Carbon Alberto, and, and he traveled all the way to Michigan to see, uh, you know, what how, the way God is using that church to reach, uh, um, you know, the, the neighborhood with amazing things like from theater. They have they have a, a, a gym better than any gym we have membership in our region. I'm I'm telling you, way better. And then everything is run by the church, church people that are paid twice the salary of a regular employee in, a, in those places. So in the gym, the, the people that work in the gym, they receive twice, you know, uh, and everything from media production, it's unbelievable. They have a, a plaza about three times the size of this plaza we have here just for youth activities like indoor skateboarding, all these things. And, and so uh, uh, this church is really amazing. And um, one of the few churches that years ago, were, they were inviting Hillsong and Darlene Zetch and you know, all these big names and doing. Um, um, and CBS, ABC, they like them because they like people friendly in the sense they don't attack LGBTQ. They don't do so. 
So it's it's a really friendly type of church. So uh, so uh, it's uh, re really amazing. And um, I heard about them and from a businessman in Toronto and decided to to visit. And from where I live, it was just a three four hour drive to Detroit. And so so I, I I see this huge church on the highway. I enter. There's a man right at the door uh, to greet me, and I'm coming. Uh, uh, Andrew was st still a, a baby, I think, <laughs> so I come with the baby, my kids, my oldest son was a, a, a teenager, so we entered the church, and this very nice man greets us, says, oh, where are you from? Oh, we came from Hamilton, Ontario. Says, all the way from Hamilton. Oh, wow, uh, listen, at the end of the church, you want to come to my house? Well, uh, I, I, I had a hotel uh, booked but i thought okay wh why not because i want to know more about the church so i see this man and uh, uh i didn't know he was the senior pastor so he was the pastor of the mega church uh but uh he he was like at the at the door just greeting people and uh and so uh, and then i learned that uh, usually uh he uh, will disguise himself so people won't recognize him and visits you know those small churches american churches and uh and sits there and gives a huge offering <laughs> and blesses the it's quite an individual i really loved him and then at, so at the end i um i realized because i saw him preaching he says wow that's the pastor so he's actually greeting people so because the typical mega church pastor they have bodyguards they have you cannot reach them cannot reach them but this one was so different and so uh, we went to his house, and it, what a house, you know, a closed uh, neighborhood was like a compound, a unbelievable uh, place, you know. Uh, I, 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 the kitchen was like twice the size of this uh, room here, just a kitchen, you know, it's a big house, so the, the wife is cooking. And then the next day, he, he showed me the whole ministry, the whole thing. And um, wh why am I telling you this? Because uh, then I, there was another service, and I remember clearly that he stopped the service and he gave me a prophecy, and I, I write them down. And the prophecy was, you come to a point in your life where you're going to teach people how to listen to the voice of God. And, and this will be uh, your ministry you're going to tell people how to hear from 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 me and and i received that that uh, i i believe i still uh, re i record it because i used to use a, a tape recorder in those days so i have the cassette somewhere <laughs> if i didn't trash it but uh but then i i wrote it and i was uh, writing this message and this came to me so i i thought i'm going to share you know this little story and i just want to flow maybe i'm not going to preach all my notes but i, I just wanted to to flow on this subject of listening to the voice of God. Because when we receive a prophecy, sometimes we store it and we think, oh, that will be fantastic. So when is it going to happen? And in, in my case, I, I believe it starts now. So I'm, I'm going to start this message today. And I, I, I hope it will be of help for, for, for you. So I'm going to talk about how to hear from God. And, um, and so I, I believe it's part of a call. And, and when we talk to God, we, we do like a regular conversation. And um, it, uh, the life of every great man or woman in the Bible is marked by the ability they had to listen to God. 
So, so that, that's important for us to, to know. And as clearly as God spoke to those men and women in the Bible, he wants to speak to you and me. And you may think, well, who, who am I to have this privilege of having God Almighty speaking to me? You're important. God loves you. And you have this ability of listening to him. Uh, but sometimes we, uh, we fail to recognize his voice. So wh what is a voice? Um, when I was in my 20s, I, I, I lived with my family uh, for some seasons. I left when I was 16, and then I returned at 18 for a year, and then I left, and then I returned at uh, 23, 24 when my life was all messed up. And, and so um, I, I, I had trouble in living with my father. He's a great guy, you know, nothing wrong, but in terms of personality, we clashed so much. And I was uh, way more nervous now uh, than, than, I, than I am now. I was <laughs> very uh, short-tempered. And so I had a hard time to live with my dad. But I, well, I, I lived with him, and then people would call the house. We had landlines, no cell phones. And we had a huge problem. So his voice on the phone was exactly like my voice. So when I had someone calling me, uh, either someone to sell me drugs or, or uh, you know, a girlfriend or someone, they listened to his voice when he said hello, and the first impression of the voice was exactly the same. And, and so they will start talking to my father as they will talk to me because they thought it was my voice. So I, I don't know if you ever had this problem with, uh, with someone, but uh, uh, a voice is something we recognize. So I can recognize usually if, if when I listen to a voice, if it's a man or a woman. Sometimes it's hard. And I don't know if you had someone calling you and you treat the person, okay, yes, sir. And, 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 and they say, oh, it's not sir. It's madam. <laughs> Just, oops, <laughs> I did a mistake because we listen to a voice. So a voice is something audible. We, we listen to a voice, some voices we don't recognize, some we, some we recognize, like a, a, a child's voice is usually different from uh, an adult. And, um, and, and so we can recognize by the, 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 the peeping voice or the pitch of the voice. So, so we can differentiate uh, voices uh, according to age, uh, gender, uh, different uh, things, you know, um, some animals can mimic uh, human voices. Like I, I told you about the raven that is able to mimic perfectly a human voice. And th that's why it's seen as, a, as a, like a witchcraft thing, because in the past people will be, you know, freaking out when they, they will listen to a raven speaking with a human voice or uh, a parrot uh, can uh, uh, well, a parrot voice—it's not quite human, but some they can really mimic really well, really, really well. I, I've listened to parrots, you know, doing all kinds of, uh, uh, you know, they—they're they, ab able to to mimic the human voice, and, and so a voice is important. Um, 
a man of God, a prophet that I, that I, I really connected years ago. Uh, I think I was the, the only one in the family that liked to listen to Kim Clement. Um, and uh, I, I really loved Kim. And he, he said, uh, he has this quote in one of his books, to discover the character and heart of God, you have to hear his voice. Uh, and it's very obvious. Uh, but if you, if you want to connect with God, you need to train your spirit to connect with God's spirit and discern when, he, when, when God is speaking. You know, uh, some Christian people, they will uh, be fooled sometimes because, uh, you know, the devil can mimic the voice of God just like a parrot can mimic a human voice. The devil can, can do this and trick us. Or the voice of our conscience. I, I've talked to people that say, oh, God told me this. And uh, as an observer, uh, I, I am no one to say, no, it wasn't God. But sometimes I can discern this is not God. This is your conscience. Or this is your own spirit. And I've seen people doing horrible mistakes. Because they think it's God and it's not. And I've seen people even traveling to uh, different places. And they go and they think God sent them as a missionary to Papua New Guinea. And then they get there and they, they get eaten by a, a tribe. <laughs> Literally. They get killed and, and, and eaten up by a tribe. And, and then we think, oh, oh, they're martyrs for God. No, they did a mistake. And some people can do big mistakes because they think it's God. So it's very important for us to discern God's voice. And God's voice opens your spirit to comprehend and perceive destiny and future. Destiny and future. So, so those are two important things. And, and so often I see Christians, that are, that are, they say, oh, I, I don't know if this is God. Or I cannot listen to the voice of God. So this is why this is so important. You, you know, we, we need to, to have faith uh, to receive from God. And, and to, uh, to accept this is God speaking to me. Uh, uh, otherwise, we can miss our whole life's destiny. Um, when, I, when I took a step to go to a Bible school and then serve God, to me it was a big thing. I know some people do it lightly. To me, it was a big thing because I had plans for my life. You know, after I, I, I uh, spent, uh, you know, my, my story, I, I, I was a drug addict for a, a, a huge chunk of my life. And so that jeopardized my future. But I was still in university. So when I was clean from drugs, I was on my year four of architecture. So I had one year to finish my degree. And, and so when my family saw that now I'm a different person and I'm okay and I uh, had good memory at the time, smart for studies, I had one year to finish. And, uh, and so when I told my family, I'm not going to finish university, I'm going to Bible school, they, they were really against it. My whole family, I mean my sister, my father, my mother, uh, cousins, uh, uh, uncles, aunts, everybody was telling me, don't be a dumb, go finish university, then you go to Bible school. That's logical. 
But I knew that God spoke to me and God said, this is where I want you to be. Forget about, you know, finishing university. I had like 10 years of university at that time. 10 years. And I've never missed one year. So you're you, you wondering, how didn't I finish? Because I went from course to course to course. I was lost. I went from agronomy to zootechnics uh, and then to landscape architecture, uh, environmental engineering. I went to, you know, I was going from place because I, I was lost. I, had, I hadn't find myself. And then I got a call from God and I said, this is it. And that one, uh, it was also hard to, to finish my Bible school uh, because of, uh, you know, church politics and divisions and things that happen. But I, uh, I finally ended and I pursued a call, not a career. And, uh, and I had to listen to God. And, and I'm telling you this because to me it was a big thing. Because I wanted to know, is this God? Yes, it's God. So after a while, you know, my friends, family, after five years, they finally accepted <laughs> that I had uh, chosen uh, this different uh, uh, lifestyle. Uh, and then because my family, you know, my sister is a doctor, all my cousins, everybody is engineer, this, that, and I, I'm the only one, I'm the black sheep of the family. They'll say, at least he's alive, at least he's not on drugs. Uh, let, let's see for how long he will, uh, you know, stay <laughs> in his face. And, and so people had, have their opinions about us. But I know that I listen to the voice of God. And every single day of my life has been exciting. You know, very exciting. Then I met my wife and I want to make sure is she the one. And, and then, you know, every step of my life being in, being in Montreal, I know that I'm here because I've listened to the voice of God. Otherwise, I'll be in a warmer place. I'm, I'm telling you. I will be like, you know, south of Florida. <laughs> I'll be somewhere, you know, different. But I'm here because I know that God told me, be here. And uh, one of the reasons why we still have the Passion Center here on this small store, it's because uh, years ago when I started serving God in the region, God clearly told me, you know, go and get a commercial box, not a church, a commercial box. And the church where I was in um, at the time, um, uh, uh, you know, had this group of people really committed to see the kingdom of God growing in their, you know, vision. And I told them this and I, and I said, let's sell this church and let's buy a Bureau and Grow. They are close to Champlain Mall. Let's buy the place. We can do it. We just swap it. I have a buyer. We can sell here, buy there. And they told me, over our dead body. And that's when I thought, okay, so what, what shall I do? Because if this is the vision, God, and God said, resign and start fresh. And that's one, uh, one of the reasons why we have the Passion Center here. It's because, you know, I, I, I want to make sure I listen to God. And sometimes we listen to God and we don't succeed in what we do. It's like God... Uh, uh, moves and Jesus tells the disciples go to the other side of the lake and they get a storm right in the middle they almost die <laughs> and and so is it the will of God when God speaks and things don't work exactly as we expect 
That's where we need to discern, is this the voice of God? And sometimes we get confused. And so let, let me expand a little bit on this. So God will, God's voice will open our spirit uh, to comprehend and perceive destiny and future. So, so uh, sometimes we don't listen to an audible voice. So most of the times God will speak in different, uh, different ways. But um, one of the important things we need to consider while we want to listen from God is why. Why do I want to listen from God? That's a good question, I think. I think it's the basic question. Because um, we need to reflect if we want to listen to what God has to say for our selfish uh, interest or for our, uh, you know, oh, I want to hear what God has to say. Or is it to obey to what he has to say? And usually, God will ask us difficult, uncomfortable things. So, uh, so what is the motive? And if we have a wrong motive, we need to confess and repent because God can stop speaking. Listen, the Bible mentions a period of 400 years at the end of the Old Testament where God stopped speaking. 400 years, it's a lot of time. And I mean, he didn't stop speaking uh, just to his people, Israel. He stopped speaking, period. So can you imagine if you're a, a God-fearing person and you go all your life without listening to God? And then your children... And your children's children, 400 years, it's 10 generations of 40 years. It's a lot of time. 400 years, it's a long period of time where God is silent. And, you know, there's some apocrypha books that talk about the period of the Maccabees and things. And God was still dealing with things. So it's not that God disappeared from sin. There's just no prophetic voice. So God speaks in a different way to different people, but it's not the regular way they were used to. And then here comes John the Baptist, and God starts speaking again. And he opens the way to Jesus, God himself, in the form of a human being. And for 30 years, God himself was speaking directly to his people and to mankind. How is God speaking today? Through his Holy Spirit. He will speak to us in many different ways. I'll conclude with that uh, Bible verse. But uh, let me uh, just uh, take you to consider your motives. Um, do you really have like clean motives to listen from God? Or you say, oh God, please God, the Lodo Max numbers for this week. Just once, God. Just once. Just once. I don't want to win it three times. Just once. The 50 million one. Or the 70 million. Just that one. Is that, is that your motive to listen from God? Can God give you the Lotomax numbers? Yes, he can. 
He knows them. <laughs> he knows everything. He knows the future, the present, the past. But what, what are your motives? Why do I want to listen to God? Hmm? Don't tell me, but just think, think about it. All right, this is quite silent and it's, uh, it's amazing because in a group of people like this. All right, that's an old car radio, car stereo. They're on the slide. And don't worry about the, the name of the song. I only noticed the name of the song after I put the picture there. So but it talks about sky, so I, I, I guess nothing wrong with that song, I hope. But imagine yourself and the ability to listen to God as a receiver. Okay, you know, in radio, you have a transmitter, you have a receiver. And then you have something called two-way radios. I used to have uh, uh, one, one of those in my car with, with those huge antennas. And uh, <laughs> when I was in my 30s, I, I had a season. I loved those radios. And I was talking to people all over the world. And I learned the lingo. I would speak with the truckers. Lots of the truckers were coming. And I had the lingo all to, to tell them where the police was and, uh, you know, <laughs> places to avoid. And they will tell me where... It, so I, it was like a huge antenna will go from here to the uh, to the roof, you know. And I had all this gear and this, the 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 CB uh, you know thing there. And I was there, and my, my wife hated it. It was so annoying for her, I guess. <laughs> and I was speaking with all these people, and then I, uh, you know, I, but that's a two-way radio. That's what we should have with God. But we start on a one-way radio. We start having just a receiver. So imagine this receiver. Imagine you're in a car and you want to listen to radio. So what do you need to do first? Exactly. Turn it on. You press power. After you press power, then the radio is on. But maybe it's not the station that you like say oh no i don't want to listen to opera at 9 a.m so you try to tune in to a station of your liking or to your favorite station honestly uh, i can only listen to two stations i'm not going to tell you which one are but two or three stations in in the area and one the reception is so bad uh, at 99.9 .9, now i told you that I have to <laughs> choose another one. Uh, and, but because the reception is bad. But, but you, first you power, then you tune in. So to listen to God, same principle. Okay, are you learning something now? You need to turn on the power. You need to turn it on. How do you do this? Through prayer. So you approach God through prayer. In prayer, it's, just, it's a conversation. You say, hello, God. Hey, God, I'm here. And he says, I was here first. <laughs> I was waiting on you. And, so, and then you, you try to tune in uh, to, to God. And so either it's radio or if you don't like this example, TV, you know, whatever uh, uh, receiver you have, you need to tune into, the, into that specific wave power the device tune in and so 
In order to listen to God, it's how you start. And you start as a receiver. And, and you know, God will tell you uh, small things, maybe big things, but usually he will tell you something and he will wait on you. Let's see what, what he does with it. You know, it's like you can be here and God, I'm not saying this is God, just an example. God, God tells you, at the end of the meeting, give 20 bucks in the offering. It's just an example. And you may say, um, well, I have two tens. Uh, I need a ten to uh, buy something in the grocery store. So this time I'll give $10. You obeyed. You gave an offering. You just didn't obey to what God told you. And believe me, because God sometimes does stuff like this. Little things. You know, you can start with $20. You can do crazy amounts. And I've, I know some of you are very faithful in this, in this area. So, so when God speaks, you obey. And why is that important? It's not because God wants you to uh, be poorer and have less money. It's not about the money. It's about your obedience. And so it's simple things. Other example. You can leave this place and you have three ways to go home. And you feel clearly, okay, take the street to the right. But, but then, you, uh, you know, uh, your wife or husband says, oh, you know, let's pass by uh, Maxi first. And you can just listen to his or her voice or you can follow that instinct, that voice that told you, take the street that other street. And you, you know you can avoid a lot of trouble if you learn to <laughs> discern these things. You can be gentle and say, oh, let's go home first and then we'll go to Maxi. And you do it. And nothing happened. And that was it. But God knows that he can trust you in these little things. So it, we need to uh, kind of train and we need to check also our receiver. You know, in Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, And you will seek me and find me when you search me with all your heart. So the question is, have you, uh, uh, have you ever tried to watch TV or to listen to radio with the power off? That would be very dumb. So if you want to listen to God, step one power your life you know and how do you do it you approach god and, and, and you tell god god here am i talk to me i need to listen to you just talk to me and you'll be surprised that he talks you know i believe god talks to me every day and uh, some people say oh that's mental illness that's what people say they, they find all these things it's like when someone converts now now uh, in canada they're even doing laws already in Alberta. They're, they're in, in, they have a law against therapy conversion. It's a word they use when someone from the LGBTQ community goes to a church, they convert to Christ, and then they decide they don't want to be in that community anymore. Now, uh, you know, now they want to be like straight. And now it's a crime in Alberta. 
and soon here. This year, I believe it's going to be this year. It's going to be across Canada. It's a crime. So if someone comes to a church, uh, converts, and so decides to do life differently, the church can be prosecuted, uh, lose uh, a charitable status, all kinds of things, because there, there's this world called therapy conversion <laughs> or conversion therapy, which is nothing. It's a, it's, it's a bunch of nothing. But it's, uh, it, it's how the world tries to tell people, you're not listening to God. You've been brainwashed. That's not for real. And, and so, so this is where we need to start listening because when we know it's God, we don't care about what other people say. We don't care. It's like uh, at one point in my life, I decided uh, it was very hard for me. I, but I made a covenant of, with God to give my tithe. So 10% of my income I give to God. At least 10. And I had seasons. I was at 40, 50. So, so it, it's between me and God. But, um, uh, but when I decided that, I had people that I shared with that they were not Christian that said, oh, man, you're going to that place? They want to rip you off. You know, look at the car of the pastor. He has a BMW. And has this, he has this. And look at, the, you know, how they live. This is, they're ripping you off. You've been brainwashed. So I could decide to let it enter or decide to say, God, I made a covenant with you. And I've listened to you. And you told me to do this. And I believe in the promise that is in Malachi as it is for me. That when I honor the Lord with my tithes, with my offerings, with my income, he will bless me. And he will open up the windows of heaven. And sometimes it seems that the windows are closed. But I know he will open up in due time, the right time. And so, um, it's just a few examples. I, I'm going to finish this, otherwise it will be too long. But I, I'm going to mention just two little things. One, uh, it's this Bible verse, John 10, 27. This is a promise of Jesus. He says, my sheep hear my voice. And he expands on a, a relationship between a, a sheep and a shepherd. And I don't know if you ever had sheep. Have you ever had sheep? You, you did. Um, a sheep is as smart as a dog. Maybe a dog is a bit smarter. <laughs> Most sheep are not very smart. But um, it's like, well, have you ever had chicken? Have you had chicken too? You were a farmer, eh? <laughs> you know, I, I know that when I had chicken, they recognized my voice. Because I, I will enter the, this, this, the place, it was like about this size, and, and I'll, I'll start, and they will all come. They all come because they, they knew I, I brought food. It, but they recognized the voice. So a, a sheep is about the same thing. They recognize, recognize the voice of the shepherd. And so, uh, and, and this is Jesus trying to explain, and he's not calling people sheep, like telling you you're a you know, dumb person. No, he's giving an example, because comparing 
I think it's uh, God is way smarter than us. <laughs> There's no comparison. So actually the comparison sheep shepherd is flattering to us. It's very flattering <laughs> because we're so, you know, he's way over us, ahead of us in terms of everything, wisdom, intelligence, everything. But he, he, this is just an example. He's saying just as a flock of sheep can follow a shepherd, and, and so that there were these places where all the flocks will blend together to drink or whatever, to feed in a pasture, and then the shepherd will leave. He will call the sheep, and they will all follow. And so the flocks will separate. So th this is the example that Jesus gives us to tell us, maybe sometimes we don't understand fully what God means, but at least we need to recognize his voice. That's the basic thing, recognizing the voice of God. And notice he didn't say uh, that my sheep can hear my voice. He said, my sheep hear my voice. So it's not that we can. It's 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 that we will it's like it's not uh, it's not just a possibility and and so uh, we we have to learn to recognize the voice of god in a flock sheep do this also by association so so that there's some sheep that are smarter than other and, and so and so they will follow the shepherd and the other one say oh this one is going i'm going to so maybe they don't recognize directly, but then they will learn, okay, that's the call to go. And, and, and so in, in spiritual terms, what does this mean? When uh, we, we, we come to Christ, we start listening to God, and God can tell you something like, you know, stop sinning. Stop committing adultery. Stop this. And you listen and you obey. So you listen to the voice of God. But then it's important for you to be in, a, in a, a gathering of people, it's called a church, where we also learn from one another how to discern the voice of God. And, and in, a, in a flock of people, there's always uh, uh, some that will listen to the voice of God with more clarity than others. And, and, and so it's important for us, you know, to learn from one another and develop these gifts. I'm going to conclude. I, I had a part of the message now that I, I was going to talk about. I'll, I'll keep this again for another occasion, which was my first message about the Daniel fast. Because one of the ways we can um, um, develop our ability to listen to God is through spiritual disciplines. And fasting is a spiritual discipline. So when we, when we fast... We, uh, we put our flesh to death, and so our spirit uh, is more uh, attempt. We'll recognize God in the... So, but I'll keep this for, for uh, another day. So let, let me see if I can skip through this to the Daniel fast, and let me uh, come here to conclude um, this, uh, this, these thoughts this morning. Um, I like to bring other uh, aspects to consideration. So in another day, I'll tell you about some spiritual disciplines like prayer, fasting, 
worship, uh, uh, things we, we do in order to connect with God uh, more clearly, to listen more clearly. But, uh, uh, but I, I don't want to get stuck to, uh, to my notes, so I, let me just conclude this message. One of the important things of hearing the voice of God is don't try to force God to tell you something. What do you mean force God? It's, um, have you ever heard of obsessive compulsive disorder? Many Christians have spiritual obsessive compulsive disorder. So <laughs> it's unhealthy. So it's an unhealthy thing. It's, uh, it's like, God, you have to speak to me. You have to tell me this. Oh, God, you, if you don't speak, I'll hold my breath. God says, go ahead. Come, son. Come, daughter. <laughs> you, you'll get straight to heaven. But so, some people do, they try to blackmail God. Try to blackmail God. Oh, God, if you bless me with this new job, I'm going to go on that mission trip. But if you don't do it, I won't go in the trip. It's like the whole world is going to, <laughs> to fall, you know. Yeah. So, I, you know, it, it's so funny because I've had people, you know, I, I, I've been planting churches. They, they, this, they have like a, a fit and they leave to another church. And then they, they say, and you will see, this church is going to close when I leave. Because they think <laughs> that <laughs> their presence is the reason for the blessing. And <laughs> so if I leave, the blessing goes with me. Um, no, it's, it's not our church. It's God's church. And if it's his will to close it, he'll shut it down. Like, you know, I've seen God shutting down churches like this. Even churches that I planted, it's so sad sometimes <laughs> because we work like crazy and then God says it's over. So, wow. What do you mean God can close a church? Yes, he can. He can divide the body. The main reason why churches split, it's not the devil, it's God. How do I know this? Because the word of God is like a two-edged sword that divides the body in the right place. <laughs> Why? For the purpose of growing the body. So it's, it's, it's like this. And sometimes we, we try to force God to communicate. It's, God, you need to speak to me now. Uh, and churches do this. I, I've seen it. It's like we, we're going to worship. And I, I just love worship. Gordon and Diana, it was fantastic. It was great. And then that moment when people started praying and lifting their voices. Oh, I love those. Spontaneous. And, and it was spontaneous. But we can do this like choreographed. Like there's people that choreograph things. Like, uh, you know, believe me, I came from Pentecostal background. You know, those meetings that... We have to have prophecy from two or three people in the room. And I've listened to, mo to the most idiotic prophecies you can imagine. <laughs> I was ashamed of being the pastor <laughs> in those churches. <laughs> you know, I, I, 
you know, I had a church, people were so used to prophecy. If there was no prophecy, it was like God wasn't there. So let's fake it. Let's do a fake prophecy. So they say, hey, my children, I'm with you from one end of the earth to the other end. And sometimes the prophecy didn't bring anything. But everybody was so blessed because, oh, God is speaking, you know, through these, all these prophecies. It wasn't prophecy. It was like their own flesh. <laughs> I had people, like, giving these prophecies. They sit down. And, and, and then there was a lady. She, she was funny. She would lift and says, and I forgot. Thus says the Lord. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> and I'll say, oh, God. <laughs> no, no. One of the famous ones, she, she stood and says, Thus says the Lord, my son, I'm really upset with you because you didn't give me a ride for, to the service. I had to walk. <laughs> it was her giving a prophecy to another brother in the church. And, and, uh, and so, so but, but this is trying to have to force God. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it can be in a church, but we need to focus on developing a respectful relationship with God. Because sometimes our life, you know, it's, it's like this. And, uh, and we, we need to consider moral principles. And I don't know if it ever happened to you that people, like, place words in your mouth. Like, they, they say, oh, you know what Joanne told me? Joanne told me that she doesn't like you. <laughs> and Joanne never told me that. So then you go to Joanne and you say, Tony told me that you don't like me. And you say, who? Me? Now imagine God. How God feels when so many people say, oh, God told me this. Or thus says the Lord. Stuff, you know. I think God has fun with it. I don't think he's really that upset. But he can bring a period of silence. And so, as I conclude this, if you have a season of silence in your life, uh, you need to try to discern the voice of God. And the final point, how do I know it's God? How do I know it's God speaking? It's not me. It's not, uh, you know, something. How do I know it's God? We need to apply wisdom. Okay? I know there's a group of Christians here. Have you ever been in a place where they squeeze you to give an offering. <laughs> like, squeeze like, today God says the offering is the minimum wage salary in Canada. Line up here and bring the offering at the feet of the apostles. Have you ever been in a place like this? I've been many times. Many times. And, and you're shamed to do it. And you're so ashamed to do it that you think, if I don't go, everybody thinks I'm not listening to God. <laughs> and um, uh, I did those offerings many times because I was, for a season of my life, in that type of environment where I was squeezed, you know, to give what I had and what I didn't have. And then I learned to listen to God and so instead of judging, I ask God, God, is this you? If you want me, you know, to give this crazy offering, confirm. And I learned to discern the voice of God to be able to obey. 
Because, you know, God uses that squeezing sometimes to teach people something. We don't do it here. And I will not allow it. <laughs> but, uh, but again, or we can get to that point, you don't, not worried if you're the only one that doesn't go there. I was in a pastor's meeting like this, where they lined up pastors to give a thousand U.S. dollars uh, in Orlando. So they lined up pastors, and, the, and I was one of the two that didn't go. And I was shamed like crazy by the preacher on the platform, you know, pointing at me and the other guy. And I decided just to laugh. I had the thousand dollars that I had no problem. I had my $1,000, or at the time, I have my church checkbook. So I could, instead of giving myself, I could do it. And I, I will skip the shame. But I knew this wasn't God. It wasn't for me. Just an example. And, and sometimes we, we don't know how to discern. We really need to discern the, the voice of God. So this will be another part. But Romans 8, 16 says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. So this is uh, super, super important. And, and then the, the, the final verse, uh, just as an introduction to my part two that I don't know when it's going to be. Um, it's not next week, but um, uh, for part two, I, I'm going to talk about this. Hebrews 1, 1 to 3. It says, in the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So this is the introduction to the book of Hebrews, very important book. We don't know who wrote it. Okay, I'm going to say a heresy now. I believe it was a woman. Just a heresy. That's just my belief. It's not the Bible. Uh, but we don't know who wrote this book. So that's, you know, my theory. That maybe, maybe it was a woman. And according to, you know, the religious beliefs, they couldn't have a woman writing a book. So that's, that's my guess. When I get to heaven... I'm going to be rebuked for this, but I'll share my heart. So, but again, this is a very special book because it connects doctrines of the Old Testament with the New Testament and links events of the, the old with the new. And so it's saying in the past, this is how God used to speak. So there's different seasons uh, in, in, uh, in history, like the Mosaic law time, God spoke through Moses. Right? Or if there was a prophet, God will speak through the prophet. So that, that was the way people relied on the voice of God. So we knew of a prophet. Say, oh, Ben is a prophet. Oh, Ben, speak to me from God. Prophesy, prophesy. And today people still do stuff like this. Oh, do you have a word? Man, do you have a word for me? And sometimes very awkward because we don't really have anything. But we don't want to disappoint. And so we start talking and then suddenly God gives a word by his grace. But sometimes he may not give a word. 
And so the prophet sometimes is tempted to tell, oh, you have lovely blue eyes. They're going to turn on green. Stuff like this. <laughs> we, we, you know, it's, but, but this is the scripture. It says, in the, those days, God spoke this way. But now, he speaks differently. How does he speak? Through his son. Oh, does that mean I don't need to go to Kim Clement's meetings? You cannot go because he, he's in heaven. But does it, that mean I cannot go to uh, Ben Johnson's meetings and listening to God? Yes, you can. God will use prophets still to speak. But the way he really wants to speak to you, it's on a personal level, through his son. So we need to recognize the voice. If you want to, God to speak to you in these last days, he does it through Jesus Christ. Now, there's many religions in the world that claim that they listen to God. You know, I mentioned, mentioned uh, Muslims. You know, Muslims, they fast for 40 days in a season called Ramadan, which is a season, I'm not going to go through all this, but they, they fast during the day, and it's a spiritual discipline. Why do they do this? Because they want to listen better. They want to listen better. Now I have news. Do you want to listen better? God speaks through Jesus Christ. So if you're looking through Allah, Buddha, Confucius, yourself, the witch doctor at the corner, uh, you know, Harry Potter stuff, whatever, Ouija boards, if you want communication, in these days, there's one way, Jesus Christ. That's the right station. You have all these other stations that deceive you, that tell you all, all kinds of stuff. Hmm? Fake news stations. <laughs> and then there's one that's genuine. And, and that's, that's Jesus Christ. So because in, in, the last, in the last days, that's how God chose to speak. That's why we see, you know, Muslims coming to Christ now in Pakistan and other places by the thousands. By the thousands. Why? Because, you know, they were fasting for Ramadan. They had a vision or God spoke in a dream. It was Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then they come to Christ directly with no preaching. I came to Christ directly. It wasn't the church that led me to Christ. It was Christ himself in the moment of crisis where I... I was, you know, desperate to listen. And, and so are you desperate enough? Are you tuning to the right station? So I, I conclude with this. And, and let me just extend an invitation. God wants to talk to, to you. And maybe you have chosen different ways of communicating with God. Maybe, maybe you tried. I tried. I, I went to Roman Catholic shrines. I went into pilgrimages. I went to uh, Pentecostal meetings. I went to uh, cult meetings. I went to all kinds of places because I was desperate to listen, to hear from God. And then God spoke directly and he led my life and he's been leading my life. And he still speaks. Now we can go through periods of silence or periods where you're confused. How can I hear? How can I know it's God? We're going to learn more about it. Let us just stand and I want to pray for you today and I want to challenge you to invite Jesus Christ into your life. 
And you may say, oh, I already did that. You know, it was funny because th this morning, uh, I, I, I'm less and less time on Facebook now. I avoid it. But, um, but I, I watch, I, I watch my, my timeline a little bit, and people were saying, oh, the president of Brazil converted. He says, wow, that's great news. I know he converted maybe 40 years ago. <laughs> that's one of the reasons why he's there. It's because he's a Christian and all Christians and Christian-like cults and everything. That's Brazil is crazy. They voted for him. So, uh, so, uh, so it's um, because if they tell me that Donald Trump converted, okay, that's news. Maybe I'll believe. Uh, because, but everybody knew that the guy owned Miss Universe and did all these things and, uh, uh, you know, he didn't have a, a model life. But the president of Brazil, I, I, I read that, wow, that's news. This guy's been converted for years. That's the, the reason why, you know, the millions of evangelicals and Catholics voted for the guy. It's because he's one of them. And because... Uh, you know, he's reestablishing prayer in schools, all kind of like a little bit like in the United States, but further. <laughs> and uh, so that's why they tried to kill him and all kinds of things. But I read that and, I, and, I, and then I, I saw that he was in this meeting where there was an altar call and he went on the altar call as a gesture of humbleness. So it doesn't matter if you accept Christ three times, you know, because we can say, oh, today. Today, Julian came forward. He accepted Christ. Oh, wow. Julian accepted Christ today to 2020. Fantastic, Julian. Go, go, Julian. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't even remember when he came to Christ. <laughs> he was so young. But, but again, why am I telling you this? Because I'm extending you an invitation. Maybe you're already a Christian. Listen, I've been in, in a meeting with Reinhard Bonke when he did an altar call for pastors and 2,000 pastors accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. How about that? And that was on the news, Christian news. 2,000 pastors accept Jesus. <laughs> and you think, really? Well, because they recommitted their lives. But I, I, what I want to ask you is to replug reconnect you, you know you know your radio is not working press the reset button you know and determine i'm going to listen to god can we do this can we do this all right that's my challenge because you're already christian all that but maybe you say oh you know i don't hear him talking to me uh, or uh, i i cannot know if it's the voice of god so important discern the little things, and then in the big things, you'll know. You can avoid the wrong marriage. You can avoid, you know, going into the wrong uh, uh, business. Uh, into so many things in our life that we need God to speak. So many things. Because we can have our choices. You know, I, I could say, oh, I, I want to go to church, to that church in Montreal. It's very hip. They have... You know, smoke machine, all this. You know, it's, uh, it's so cool. I love the beat there. But God can tell you, I wanted to go to that Baptist church with those elderly ladies praying. You know, 
will you be listening? Because sometimes that's what God does. And the privilege of being in a smaller group of Christians like this, it's that we can communicate with each other, learn to plug to God. So, God, I pray that your Holy Spirit will bring the presence of Jesus to each one. And God, you've extended an invitation to the world to accept the sacrifice of Jesus, not so we can follow a religion, but so that we can start listening to you. And God, forgive us. Forgive our shortcomings, our wrong decisions. Forgive us for not spending the important times of our life trying to listen to you. And God, I pray that you'll talk, you'll speak through dreams, vision, Holy Spirit, thin voice, deep voice, loud voice. Lord, just a whispering voice. But we want to listen. And God, I pray that we'll all develop this ability. I thank you, God, because I believe that this morning you're bringing your children, your people, to a place where they recognize I need to hear from you. I need to hear more clearly. So I pray that you'll speak. And God, I pray also for the gifts of your Holy Spirit in operation so that through word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophetic voices in the church, we'll have the confirmation of what you're saying. But talk to us directly, God. Show us clearly, clearly. Lord, either it's an audible voice or just a feeling, but that you will confirm with your Holy Spirit. We know that in the old days, the Old Testament, you spoke through these mighty men and women of God, these prophets and different leaders. But today, you chose to speak to us through Jesus Christ. So, Lord, we want to be in your Christian family, listening from you, God, and, and also not, not only uh, listening with the wrong motives, but we want to listen in order to obey. The why is important. Why do we want to listen? So God, speak to us. And I, I pray, Lord, for a reset, a spiritual reset in uh, everyone's life, mine included, Lord, that we'll have this reset in our communication with you. And Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray that you'll speak so clearly that, Lord, we'll see signs and wonders happening in such a way and magnitude, Lord, that we'll be even shocked ourselves.